Many times leaders have a clear vision for what they want to accomplish, but they get stuck. Like somewhere in the process of trying to build what they see, they run into roadblocks. Like the team doesn't buy in week after week. Nothing seems to move forward. And, you know, if you're feeling like this, I know how frustrating that can be. And today I'm going to give you three skills that you need to keep moving things forward. So let's dive in. I'm Harrison Wilder, and welcome to Success Sundays with Harrison. Today, we're talking about three skills that high-performing executives must have as part of their leadership strategy. I mean, without these skills uh, in you or somewhere in your team, your progress is going to feel slow. It's going to feel painful, right? Hard, but but I've got you covered today. So, But before we do that, let me know in the comments where you're listening from and what you do. Do you have a business? Are you an executive uh, in a company somewhere? Like, What's your role? I'd love to, to just get to know you a little bit better. Here's the first skill. It's breaking down complexity. Now, this is something that I've discovered I'm, I'm kind of naturally gifted at, but like we've all worked on teams with leaders who have not cultivated this skill. Uh, and this is what it looks like. Uh, they keep saying what they want, uh, and they keep saying it over and over and over, kind of like articulating that vision and expecting progress, but then nothing ever actually changes. Uh, so that can give you an idea like, oh, like if that's happening in your team right now, um, there could be that, that there's nobody breaking down the complexity of the vision into uh, the simple steps like that, that people need to take to move forward. This is, a, this is a critical skill that you need to have on your team. And if it's not going to be something that you need to do uh, or that you're going to be able to do, then you need to find someone that you can bring alongside you that, that can help you do this. Because breaking down complexity uh, is actually, it's a form of wisdom. It's, it's how we apply knowledge from other areas to the vision, like to the to the dream that we're working on together right now. Like what systems do we need to put in place? Uh, who can do what? Like what are the different roles that people need to be like to be, need to be put into? And what is the, the sequence of the steps that need to happen? Um, and the cool thing about this skill is that developing it is possible really simply by becoming a student of the world around you. You want to expose yourself to more systems. This is how you're going to develop this skill. Like systems that are even outside of your industry, they're going to be outside of business altogether. Uh, this is about understanding more of how the world works and then being able to apply those principles from one area to the area that you're, that you're working on. Um, this is why, this is one of the reasons why Solomon was considered, uh, the, well, he was the, the wisest man in the world. Uh, and, and it says about him in 1 Kings 4 that he produced manuals, I'm just going to read this, manuals on botany, describing every kind of plant from the cedars of Lebanon, uh, you know, to other plants. He also produced manuals on biology, describing animals, birds, insects, and fish. And people from all the nations would come to hear Solomon's display of 
wisdom. They came from all the kings of the earth uh, when they heard about his wisdom. And so this is how Solomon, uh, one, of the, one of the ways that he was able to, to help so many people is by breaking down complexity. And he did it by uh, understanding how the world works around him. That's why in his Proverbs, he could say, consider the way of the ants or don't be like a slug. Or you know, he understood the different systems of the world around him and was able to apply it to what he's doing. Um, and this is a critical skill for leaders to be able to develop is breaking down that complexity. So I want you to be thinking about, hey, if you're, if you're feeling stuck in your organization, if you're feeling like you're saying the vision and you're articulating what you want the people, but they're not able to make it move, uh, well, consider about, hey, how can I break this down into steps for them? How can I help people uh, see a system that they can follow to implement what it is that we want to get done? Uh, I'm going to break it down into the different the roles that people can play uh, and then help people move forward. And uh, if it's a skill that you haven't cultivated very well, in yourself yet, that's okay. Like, um, you know, some people are more visionaries and they're not very focused on the strategy and that's all right. Uh, But you can find someone on your team who is. Uh, find someone who's got some strengths around strategy, who've got some, you know, who are able, uh, and somebody who's exposed themselves to a lot of different systems, and maybe, maybe who have seen how this is done in other businesses and can apply it uh, to your organization. Uh, it's a valuable skill, and it's something that's going to be important to have as part of your team. That first one, which is breaking down complexity. Now, uh, the second one uh, may sound a bit strange to you, uh, but it's it's empathy. It's empathy. If uh, if you're if you're speaking out of vision, you're you're trying to accomplish something in your team, and you're seeing that like the team members are kind of like resisting it or resisting you, um, it may be that we haven't developed the skill of empathy. And I. I never had, uh, this did not come naturally to me. Let's say it that way. I remember uh, leading leading a team one time early on in my church years. And, uh, and you know, I, I think my job uh, was to organize this, this large Easter egg hunt that we were having. And um, so I was, you know, I thinking like, we're going to do this great thing for the kids and the neighborhood. And, uh, you know, we're going to bring in all these volunteers and they're going to do it. And, uh, and I discovered uh, as we got like to about the, somewhere in the middle of planning this major event um, that one of the team members just absolutely hated me. He despised me. And I was so confused. I did not understand what was going on. I thought that I was a great leader and I started hearing through the grapevine that this guy was, uh, you know, thought that I was a terrible leader and, uh, and he wasn't the only one who thought so. And uh, so I started getting this feedback and I'm thinking like, what is going on? Like I have a, a really clear vision, uh, what we're trying to accomplish here. I've broken it down like into the exact steps that everybody needs to take. And I've communicated to everybody in very clear uh, way, like exactly what needs to be done. I thought I was a fantastic leader. I thought it all through. I knew exactly what, what everybody was supposed to do and had communicated it to them. Uh, but I realized that, uh, that I had been lacking the skill of empathy and that my team members didn't care. They didn't care what I what I wanted, what I what I saw for them. Uh, my perfect plan didn't didn't matter a hill of beans to them. You know, uh, you've probably heard the old adage that uh, they don't they don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. And uh, without empathy, I was getting nowhere with this team. 
And uh, I didn't really start to realize this until I read uh, Stephen Covey's book on the seven habits of highly effective people. The first few habits that are in there are really kind of inward focused, uh, like self-development type of stuff. Uh, And then uh, the next three habits are really focused on how you engage with a team. And one of those habits, he calls it, seek first to understand and then to be understood. Seek first to understand and then to be understood. And I realized that I'd kind of been doing that all backwards. I was seeking to be understood. I was communicating my plan and just expecting that my team members were going to want to jump on board, that they were going to want to be a part of what I was doing. Um, But they didn't. And uh, they really, until I took the time to start understanding them, uh, they really didn't care to understand me. Uh, so how do we start developing the skill of empathy? Maybe maybe some of you are like me and you're like, yeah, why aren't these, t- these team members getting behind me? Like, why aren't they catching this? Like, why aren't they running with this? Um, well, it could be that, that we need to work on that skill of empathy. And uh, here's an easy way to start is just to start asking questions of your team members. Uh, instead of spending so much time like communicating and you know uh, expecting them to kind of ask questions if they need clarity, uh, how about asking them some questions to get to know the desires of the people on your team and and questions around how they see themselves contributing? Uh, now, look, the reason why this was such a struggle for me and didn't come naturally is because I'm just not naturally a very sociable person. But I have learned one thing that has been really helpful for me to build trust with people quickly uh, and understanding and goodwill. And uh, I'll pass that on to you now just in case it's helpful for any of you. That actually goes deep into our own uh, sense of human identity. And this is why this works. Uh, because really, like when we, at our core identity, uh, we humans, uh, well, like we're not like, our identity is not what we look like. It's, uh, it's not even what we do, like what our job is, um, you know, or where we come from, all these things that we kind of normally like maybe talk about in small talk with people. Um, they don't have much to do with who we are, right? You could change any one of those things and you would, would still be you, right? Uh, so now I'm getting to how this affects your empathy, but I want you to understand this concept that like, because what really forms your core identity of who you are is ultimately what, like, what the creator says about you and what he has created you to become. Uh, so, and, and he leaves these little clues on the inside of you uh, as to what that is, like what he's called you to do, what is, what is your purpose, uh, what, what, is, what are these dreams. He leaves these clues inside of you in the form of desires that he has allowed to develop inside of your heart. So I'm saying all this because if you really want to get to know somebody and like you feel like you, you want to feel like you really know them, uh, and you want them to feel like you really know them, um, ask them what they're dreaming about, right? Ask them what their desires are. Ask them what they are hoping for. Now, I've found that the deepest relationships I have are with the people that I'm able to talk openly about my dreams and desires. And then when they share their dreams and desires with me, I have the sense that like, I really know them. I really know who you are. Right? And if you can be somebody who can listen and, and extract those from people on your team and uh, even in your family, uh, and then you don't judge those desires right? Um, and, and you actually care about them, 
well, uh, then then you'll find that like you're you're someone that people feel connected to. On the other hand, if you if you do judge those desires, or um, or if you don't really seem to care about what it is that they want, then you'll find people saying things like they just don't get me, right? Or they they don't understand me. Uh, you know, they they don't really know me. Uh, well, that's because uh, you haven't taken the time to understand the desires and dreams that they have. But as soon as you can do that, as soon as you can do that as a leader. Um, Man, that's the highest form of empathy that you can have is to be able to ask and listen about the dreams and desires of people who are on your team. And then if you can find alignment between what they share with you and the opportunities that you have inside of whatever dream or vision that you guys are pursuing together, then you're going to have their full buy-in, their full support, um, and you might even gain a friend as well, right? So Empathy is an important skill. And so this is why I say that like, hey, if you're if you're communicating the vision, but it's getting stuck and you feel like your team members are not running with it, uh, they may not be feeling understood. They may not be feeling like you really know and care about them. And so they don't care about the vision. They don't see how it's connected to their life, right? Uh, but with a little bit of empathy, with a little bit of listening and understanding, uh, especially around their dreams and desires, uh, you can build a, a community that's really close and a team that really knows how to to, uh, to push through some things together and build that vision out. So that's the second skill that's going to be important. The third skill, uh, this is kind of cool to talk about it. Let's just call it opportunity aware. As, a, as an executive leader, um, you've got to be someone who is like, whose eyes are open and aware of the opportunities around you. Because what I've seen, and uh, look, I'm the most guilty of this, uh, of anybody, uh, once I get a plan together, Right. Once I, I, I like I know the vision I want to go for and I write it down in a strategic plan. Uh, once I get there, man, I am I've got my nose down. I'm not going to be distracted. Like you're going to have a really difficult time to get me to lift up my head and see any anything that's going on that's not on my plan. Uh, but the reality is, is that opportunities are going to present themselves like shortcuts, relationships, you know, uh, offers that you can buy, things that you can pursue that it will actually um, save you a lot of time and effort and jumps like uh, what, what transport you, teleport you closer to your vision faster than you ever could have imagined. Um, and if you're a believer like I am, then you then you know that like, hey, if God had put a vision in your heart, then he's probably already got resources and opportunities available on your path that are going to move you towards that. And if all you're doing is like looking at your plan, you're going to miss those opportunities. You've got to be opportunity aware if you're going to be a great strategic leader uh, that can take advantage of these things. Uh, one of the stories I read, I don't even remember what book I read this from, uh, but it was like the book was full of, um, of fables uh, from ancient Persia. Uh, and so in one of the one of the stories, one of the fables was about a was about a businessman who had traveled uh, from one little city uh, to another city. And of course, he was walking. These are ancient Persian times. So he's walking from one city to another. And what would happen in these cities is that uh, at night, uh, they would wall them off, right? The gates would close. Nobody's allowed in or out. It's the kind of defensive uh, measures that they would take. Uh, so that every night, once the sun went down, they closed them up. They closed these cities up. And so if you were traveling from one city to another and you didn't get there before the sun came down, well, you're going to be trapped outside the city and, you know, kind of have to camp out outside, which 
Probably was not that uncommon. Um, but uh, this businessman, that had happened to him. He was going from one city to another. And uh, when he gets to the other city, he was too late. And uh, so he shut outside of the city for the night. So he starts to set up camp. Uh, when all of a sudden, another man shows up. And this man has like a hundred sheep with him that he had brought to this city with the intention of, of selling the sheep. Uh, when the markets opened the following morning. So the, the gates were going to open back up, and in the morning, uh, he was going to sell his sheep. And uh, so here's this businessman making camp, and he's talking to the to the guy who's got the 100 sheep with him. When all of a sudden, uh, another man comes running up to the man with the 100 sheep, and he had been sent as a runner from the city where that man had come from with his sheep. And they called that man and said, hey, you have an emergency back at home with your family, and you need to get back right now. And so the man with the hundred sheep has got to respond to this emergency. And so he's going to have to leave. And there's no way that he can get back in time with all of his sheep. And so he looks at the businessman and says, Hey, I tell you what, tomorrow morning, I was going to sell uh, these sheep for a hundred dollars a head or whatever they used for currency back then. But let's just say a hundred dollars per sheep. I was going to sell them at the market tomorrow. Um, you know, I've, I've done this a hundred times. Like this is so easy. You sell it for a hundred bucks, um, but I've got to leave. And so uh, I tell you what, I'll just sell them all to you right now for $50 a sheep. And then you can sell them tomorrow morning when the gates open up and keep the difference. So, you know, the businessman, of course, is like, wow. I mean, what an incredible opportunity. But how many of us faced with the same scenario have trained ourselves to kind of be skeptical of these things, right? To kind of be like, mm, no, no, that sounds too good to be true. Or no, there's no way, like, you know, what if, what if all the sheep die overnight? Like, what if, some, what if, what if, what if, what if? Um, and we, we uh, you know, we didn't, that's not why we came there to that city. That's not why that businessman came. He wasn't looking for that opportunity. Uh, but Opportunities come up and you don't know when they're going to come up is the point. Uh, and there are opportunities that are going to come up in your life. Uh, and some of them are going to be connected to your vision. Some of them are going to be connected to the dream that you have for your department, for your business, for your family, uh, for yourself. And if you're not walking around with your head up looking for those opportunities, then you're going to miss them. Uh, in fact, this fable makes the point of saying that like, these opportunities come to everybody Everybody gets opportunities, but not everybody is opportunity aware. Um, and that's both, you know, to be opportunity aware, you've got to be vision aware, right? You've got to know, like in this case, he's a businessman. He knows he wants to make money. Uh, so he's, he, he, you know, when he sees the opportunity in front of him and he acts on it, uh, and so we got to be we got to be people who know how to respond to these situations, who know how to see them when they show up, uh, and then also who uh, have specifically intentionally created bandwidth in their life to be able to respond to opportunities, right? So if you're running around and your whole schedule is scheduled out in 15-minute increments and you're not able or willing to make any adjustments to your schedule, uh, then you'll walk right by an opportunity and you won't even let yourself notice it. Or if you have completely maxed out uh, your budget for your business and taken all available cash and allocated it towards your known uh, opportunities that you have right now, well, when a new opportunity comes up, you're standing outside the city gate and you have an opportunity to make a 100% return on your investment in less than 24 hours, um, you're not going to be able to take that opportunity because you don't have any cash, because you don't have any credit. You don't have access to be able to, to 
take advantage of that opportunity. So as executive leaders, we've got to develop the skill of being opportunity aware and um, cultivating the ability to respond to these opportunities when they come up. And it's not only with money and business opportunities, but this happens with people as well, like uh, with people on your team. Uh, one time I was, when I was a, when I was a executive pastor at a church, I remember I was walking, I was walking by one of the offices and, uh, and one of the team members, uh, was crying in their office. And, uh, and I was, you know, me not being extremely, you know, sociable, uh, or leading with a lot of empathy. I'm thinking to myself, like, uh, that sounds like a long conversation, you know, like this stuff over here and attend to somebody who's crying. And I'm, and I'm thinking to myself, like, well, I have a, I have a meeting scheduled this person next Tuesday. Maybe I could just ask them, you know, what's going on next Tuesday. Uh, but I, fortunately, before this came up, uh, I had read, uh, Again, uh, you know, this is coming out of Stephen Covey's book, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. And he said that you cannot manage people. You can manage tasks. Like you can put your tasks in order and you can decide what order you're going to do them in. But you cannot manage people. The opportunities to, uh, to develop people and work with people and to grow closer with people on your team uh, and to you know, send them messages that you care and things like that, they come when they come. Uh, you can't control that. You can't manage when those opportunities are going to happen. You can't schedule them into a weekly one-on-one meeting. Uh, this person was crying in their office and now was the opportunity to be able to respond to that and to, uh, to ask questions and to communicate in an empathetic way and uh, and to draw closer with somebody on my team uh, and to really understand them and what they're going through. Um, it wouldn't have been the same next Tuesday to ask about that, right? Um, so, so I remember I took, you know, it took some minutes to sit down and, and have a conversation. I had to be late to another meeting, uh, but I'd learned that you have to take advantage of opportunities. You have to be opportunity aware. Now, how much, I mean, if you were just to think about it in a productivity and team morale standpoint, uh, by taking the time to stop in the office of somebody who's crying and to address that right then, um, and to talk it through, uh, like, how much more productivity and morale do you think that that provides in your office than by, like, you know, skipping those opportunities, not addressing it, not talking to people when they're hurting, uh, and then trying to accomplish it in like a staff meeting, right? Uh, you can see that that's not going to work because you can't manage people. You've got to be opportunity aware. And so um, I would encourage you like to, uh, you know, to schedule time, like uh, schedule your calendar in such a way that you're able to walk around and be aware of what's going on with your team. Uh, maybe if someone has a new idea that they're excited about it, you can kind of get behind that and help champion that cause. Or maybe somebody's going through something and you can uh, take a moment to be with them and to help them. Um, but let's be, let's be people who are opportunity aware, both of opportunities with a team of people on our team, but uh, opportunities that are going to present themselves uh, in our business uh, to move forward. Um, so, hey, never like to end the episode without uh, presenting the success challenge of the week. So today's success challenge is just to, to get to know your team better. Find some time this week uh, to ask them about their desires, ask them about their dreams, um, and start looking for opportunities to let your team members operate in their strengths, um, to maybe open up opportunities or roles or things that they can do that are going to help them advance towards the things that are in their heart, those desires that they already have. So that's your success challenge for this week. Good luck. Have fun with that. Uh, and listen, if you have any questions for me that I might be able to help you with on a future episode, uh, post them down in the comments or in the chat, wherever you're watching. 
Uh, we just love we love to hear from you, and we want to create content that's super helpful for you and relevant uh, for what you're facing right now in your business. So. Put them down in the comments and then my team will tee up those ideas for future episodes. But until then, have a great week and I'll see you in the next episode.